Shalom, and welcome back to Four Worlds Torah, digging for treasures in the Torah, treasures that matter for our lives and for the world. I'm Rabbi Shoshana Lise. I'm here with Rabbi Charna Rosenholtz. Today we will be exploring the Torah portion, Truma, lifting up, giving gifts, arousal from below in order for there to be arousal from above. The relationship between us, giving and receiving to and from one another and to and from the divine. Ultimately, we restore and rebuild and reconnect, allowing for there to be a space between. Rebcharna, would you like to lead us into our verse for today? Yeah, thank you so much. Hello, everybody. So we wanted to look at this beautiful, beautiful uh, Pasuk sentence from Exodus 25.8, the Asuli Mikdash V'Shachanti B'Tocham. And in these very few words, we have some extraordinary meaning. So let's, let's parse it out. It begins with the Asu, coming from the verb Ase, Ain Sin, Hey, which means to make or do. And we have, um, we, we really look at this word. This word brings us into the realm of action. What do we do? How are we preparing things? What are we making? How are we using our capacity to labor or work in the world? And this brings us to the world or olam of Asiya. Asiya, the world in which we find ourselves, which we get to do and make. So the question could become here, and they will make, the, uh, the Asu, they will make. It is an invitation for us to do something with our capacities, our potential, so that we can creatively bring forth something into the world that we create. This act of creation, of doing, of preparing is connected to verse one, chapter 26, 27 of Genesis. I, 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 uh, I made them in the image of Elohim, but Selim Elohim, because here I am as God creating and I am making this Adam in my image so that Adam can also create and do. So in order to create a place for God to dwell amongst us, we have to begin with creation. I want to say in this Exodus 25, 8, the full English translation is, and they will make me a sanctuary and I will dwell in their midst. So now we begin with this arousal from below. I will do something here to say, hey, look at, I am doing something in order to begin a give, receive, give, receive flow. Hence the first word. Rabbi Shoshana, do you want to talk a little bit? Well, so it's a, a, the asu li and give to me. So right away, as it says to me, you have started to create a relationship. This is now making something for the sake of relationship. Right. And everything's put in, 
been been the foundation has been laid, right? So we're we're now in the middle of the book of Exodus. We're a book and a half into the Torah. That first book, the family is generated, the tribe, the people, right? There's a there's a beautiful, I would say a lot of a lot of giving on behalf of God, right? As my son Isaiah said, I've given you a lot, says God. I'd like some return. I'd like some gifts, but don't do them out of guilt or even obligation. Do it out of love for me. Do it when your heart is moved to do so. And that's emphasized in the beginning. So yes, I think it's the beginning of a reciprocity here that has a, out of a relationship of a, of, of a wonderful gift. God created the world, created us, created this wonderful people and family, which becomes our community and, and our and, and the Jewish people and for the sake of what now we're getting into sort of as my husband says start with the why what is the why why are we being asked now that we've been redeemed and I didn't mention from slavery so that Sinai been given the Torah so much and now what now what what's the point here right and the point is here now to you have the possibility to make or create anything you, you, you have this possibility. And, and let's just remember, this is, and they will make. This is not an individual. This is a community. This has to happen in the context of community. As community, you now are going to do something, a mikdash, which um, comes from Kodesh, Kuf Dalet Shin, which is to be holy, sacred, pure, clean, to be consecrated. So as a community, you are going to separate out something to, in order to create a boundary or a place in which you focus an intention, separating the everyday from the holy, something sacred. There has to be something pure or clean in order to have something separate that within that intention, this can be a holy space. This is a space where you are putting your focus and your discipline to align your intention, your kavana, for holiness. You have to work on this. Mikdash, a very special sanctuary that is, that is created and done and made by a community with precise details. We've shifted here from time to space. Because right out of the gate, the beginning of Torah, we're given this concept of sacred time and Shabbat. Right? And now we are moving into sacred space, metaphorical and physical. That's right. That's right. Beautiful. Beautiful. And so we go from Vasuli Mikdash to Vishachanti. Now we have... Um, um, uh, make so, And you will make me a sanctuary and... I will dwell, vishachanti. So let's just look at that word, shin, um, shin chaf nun for a second. It means to dwell, abide, lie down, to be inhabited, to settle down. Um, and so this word here is saying, I want to have, if there is a container that has been separated out, that has been made by a collective, that allows me to, to be consecrated, that will have an effect 
that arousal from below will allow the arousal from above a place to connect. So there is a container for that relationship, for that, I think we have to for that indwelling presence of God, because this word shin chaf nun is the root of the word shechina, the name of God that's the indwelling presence that lives within each and every one of us. One thing I'm taking from this is um, the reminder that, uh, as my friend Makisha says, you can't be holy alone. As you said, you need community. Um, and um, we need to cultivate, I keep saying we need to, but we have the opportunity now, you know, having been redeemed and received Torah, wow, now we get to raise up the vibrations moment by moment, give and receive fully according to our heart's capacity. And we can't do it alone. That connectedness, that communal process is essential as well. So it's a, a giving and receiving is possible. A creative flow is possible. Each of us are creators. We, each of us has, been, I remember the moment where I realized that could be creative. It was like in my 20s. I did not have a sense of myself as a creative person. And you know what I did? I created a prayer book and it was all about cutting and pasting. And but I felt my hands building something. And I'm like, wow, this feels like creative flow. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> and, and that sense of creative flow is so important. And it's really important to understand the importance of receiving as well as giving. I mean, a lot of times, you know, you know, if you're going to build a sanctuary, how do you how do you know what to do? And so I want to put forth that the instructions in the Torah to build the, the, the Mishkan here, which is filled with so many precise details. So I think it's precise. It's the third time I've used that word <clears throat> because it's really important that um, that very specific there are specific kind of rules to bring down this energy because God's energy is powerful, right? And so you have to give so you can receive. And this is true not only in, in this context, but in every context, receiving is as important as giving. I, I remember uh, in the early days of my brain injury, um, I had a neighbor who was a uh, Korean priest, Buddhist priest, uh, a very beautiful woman. And she had been watching me in my struggles. And she said to me one day, listen, I have to teach you how to become a beggar. And I was horrified. My pride was horrified. And I'm like, no, I can do it myself. And she sat me down and explained how when I didn't receive a, I interrupted this give-receive flow, so the space between two can, uh, can, can connect in love. She said, you're interrupting that flow. And then I had a rabbi friend, Rabbi Sonny Schnitzer, say to me, when you don't receive, you disallow the other's capacity to do a mitzvah. Why would you deny somebody to do a mitzvah because of your pride? And so a lot of the rules in the Torah are designed to assist us to work with our inherent narcissism, our inherent pride, mm -hmm. our inherent stinginess. We have to work on those things 
that's part of preparing to make the sanctuary. So flow between above and below and amongst people. And awareness of what stops the flow. And awareness, beautiful. I mean, everyone, every human, as you were speaking about, I, I can do it myself. Like that's like a toddler maturing necessary stage. I can do it myself, teenager. I, I don't need your help, right? Stopping the flow and yet it's a necessary. So it's like a discernment moment by moment. Is this a time when there needs to be a fully independent emergence or is this a time when this needs there needs to be a vulnerability and an openness, nuance, awareness, discernment uh, of a creative could you speak to the mitzvot? Like, how do the mitzvot fill in, fit into well, this? Yeah, beautiful question. Um, um, Reb Zalman taught that we can look at the mitzvot, the obligatory obligatory rules that connect us to God, to look at them as speed bumps. That we have behaviors that we do, pattern behaviors that we do automatically, but we often have to inhibit some of our impulses to pull out of our own limiting belief systems. And so these misfold become speed bumps to our behavior. Let me stop I love and that. really think about this. Um, you know, I've, I've been called now out of my. I'm in flow, like Isaiah and I love to go into like flowy couple of days where you just like go with the flow. And then a mitzvah appears and then we, and we do the mitzvah because that over, that's the call. Um, we're either yes. building a mishkan or we haven't yet read the golden calf story, but some of the commentators speak about that this mishkan is a response to the human impulse to build a golden calf. And what does that mean? To worship a golden calf that we build. What are we building instead when we're building Mishkan instead of the golden calf? Well, I'm sure we will talk more about that uh, uh, as that gets built. I, I think that what we can remember here is this sense of it is all about, this is about relationship. This building of the Mishkan is about relationship, relationship with myself, my relationship with God, my relationship with my community. All of these are important for bringing that energy, that flow, that mystery into our life. And the invitation here is to slow things down enough for ourselves to, to, to ask ourselves, what can I do to help prepare these sacred spaces for God to flow? Beautiful. And then I can discern God's, God's you know, the problem that it, idea of God's will for me. Uh, what's next for for my community? What what's needed now? What are we called to do? Right. That's right. And we how can't can receive that information unless there's a space made. Mishkan becomes the space to hear and to know what to do, what to build, how to build, what are the precise instructions. Beautiful. And just lastly, this, this sense of um, lifting up the vibration of our thoughts, our speech, our actions to the most spiritually productive outcome. Amen to that. I wish everybody Shabbat Shalom and today's Rosh Kodesh Adar. And we wish everyone joy in this month of Adar. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat shalom.